Now I'm pleased to introduce the Undersecretary of the United States Department of Education, Dr. Ted Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell was appointed as Undersecretary of Education in 2014 after being nominated by President Barack Obama. He earned his bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees from Stanford University. During his distinguished career in education, Dr. Mitchell has served as the president of the California State Board of Education, as, as the president of Occidental College, as professor and chair of the Department of Education at Dartmouth College, and as dean of the School of Education and Information Studies at the University of California, Los Angeles, as well as Vice Chancellor for External Affairs at UCLA. Dr. Mitchell reports to Secretary of Education John King and oversees policies, programs, and activities related to post-secondary education, adult, career, and technical education, federal student aid, five White House initiatives, and the Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. To spur education, economic growth, and social prosperity, he is charged with planning and policy responsibilities that implement President Obama's goal that the United States have, quote, the best educated, most competitive workforce in the world, end quote, as measured by the proportion of college graduates by the year 2020. On a more personal note, Dr. Mitchell was an extremely important mentor for me when I was part of the education faculty and administration at UCLA. And I know so well from all of the opportunities I had to work with him that he has a deep commitment to making schools of education, and especially those at research universities such as UC Davis, relevant, responsive, and meaningful to the people we serve. Then, as now, he charges those of us in academe, especially schools of education, with looking outward to the communities we serve, of making the research, teaching, and service missions of the university an active force for change in public education. His is a career of education in education of truly walking the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very honored to welcome my friend, mentor, and United States Undersecretary of Education, Ted Mitchell, to the podium. Warriors are on at six. I'll be done by then. <laughs> Dean Levine, thank you. Chancellor Hexter, thank you. Uh, and you got it just right. So um, you're the perfect midpoint for the conversation. I'm going to go back to the hectoring and telling you all the things you need to do next. <clears throat> uh, it's really terrific to be, uh, to be here. And it's a particular personal privilege for me to be here uh, to celebrate uh, Harold Levine's uh, time as dean here uh, on, on the occasion of his last commencement. Uh, I remember my last commencement uh, at UCLA, Harold, and uh, uh, you were there uh, for me 
uh, and I'm so pleased to be here to celebrate this transition and welcome you to the class of 2016. So if we could do, give it up one more time for Dean Levine. I, I was on campus uh, 16 years ago when the faculty was just beginning to talk about what this School of Education might be, just shortly after uh, Harold had, had come in. And we discussed the direction that this school um, might take. And today, I hope that all of you who have been a part of building this great school take pride in its powerful, powerful mission and its strong identity, one that grounds effective practice in rigorous research and focuses first and foremost on better outcomes and improved life chances for students, including your own. Today's a day of many milestones. Most of all, it's a day of milestones for the class of 2016, and I want to add my congratulations to those uh, that you have already heard, and my hope that you will indeed engage in the kind of service uh, that Dean Levine uh, mentioned. Congratulations to each of you, and thanks and congratulations to all of your friends, uh, friends and loved ones. Today, in addition to this great milestone, um, we've reached a watershed moment uh, in the history of our nation, a watershed moment for the American ideals of democracy and civil rights. We are at an inflection point, an inflection point that challenges us. Right now and in the months ahead, all of us who are Americans have a choice to make. Will we drift toward inequality, toward division, toward decline, or will we increase equality, unity, and prosperity? In short, at this moment, do we choose to go forward, or do we fall back? My message to you today has two parts. First, we must move forward. We must move forward. We must choose democracy. We must choose civil rights. We must choose social justice. And the second part is about you. To move forward, we need you. We depend on you. In another trying time in our nation's history, Franklin Roosevelt noted that democracy cannot succeed unless those who express their choice are prepared to choose wisely. The real safeguard of democracy, therefore, <clears throat> is education. You may be a newly minted teacher or a seasoned professional with a history of achievement. Your goal may be the classroom, the principal's office, the district office, a college campus, a department of education, the research world, or heaven forbid, federal policy. <laughs> Save yourselves now. <clears throat> Whatever your role, you have to know that you have chosen a profession that helps millions develop the competencies to choose wisely, to build fulfilling lives and rewarding careers, to nurture their families, to contribute to their communities, and to serve as the bedrock for a thriving democracy. To govern ourselves, we must educate ourselves well, or risk reversing the great progress we have fought so hard to win. President Obama declared, I'm quoting, there's a reason the story of the civil rights movement was written in our schools. 
There is a reason Thurgood Marshall took up the cause of Linda Brown. There is a reason why the Little Rock Nine defied a governor and a mob. It's because there is no stronger weapon against inequality and no better path to opportunity than education." End quote. Whatever subject you teach or role you play, you are champions for the cause of social justice and equal opportunity in America. And at Davis, you stand for more than the incremental improvements that so many of us have come to expect and admire, or partial solutions that get us part the way there. The school's mission, as Dean Levine mentioned a moment ago, defines you as a community committed to eliminating, eliminating inequities in schooling and learning opportunities for diverse learners. This school of education, under Harold's leadership with the team of extraordinary faculty and administrators, and you, by your wise choice to become a part of that community, have chosen to lead, have chosen to lead in this important work. Welcome then, class of 2016, to the vanguard of our democracy and our struggle for civil rights. Today there's enormous opportunity and there is momentum upon which to build. From preschool to post-secondary education, from kindergarten to graduate school, we have the most diverse generation ever. Students of color, low-income students, students with disabilities, English learners, dreamers, first-generation college hopefuls, adult learners, all seeking the benefits of a great education. And they are, as Harold said, looking to us and looking to you to make more progress on their behalf. And thanks to those efforts, in partnership with parents, students, and civic leaders, we are making progress, and much of the progress in this community depends on the people standing and sitting up here on this stage with me. The nation's high school graduation rate is the highest ever. Dropout rates are at historic lows. The number of African-American and Latino college students is up by more than a million since the year 2008. And we have seen the largest, most diverse class in our history complete their higher education this spring. Each statistic means real change. It means better lives for students, and it means a brighter future for our country. And yet, let's not fool ourselves. The victory is not yet won. We need you in the vanguard more than ever. The long shadows of prejudice and segregation, the compounded effects of poverty and inequality, implicit and explicit biases, all produce persistent gaps that undermine the American dream. Just yesterday, our department released a first look at statistics from our latest civil rights data collection project. The findings included the stunning fact that black children are 3.6 times more likely to be suspended than white students from preschool. The average child from a low-income family enters kindergarten 12 to 14 months behind her more advantaged peers in pre-literacy and language skills. And too many schools whose job it is to close those gaps remain separate and unequal. New federal data from the Government Accountability Office shows an alarming trend toward resegregation 
in our communities and our schools. Nationally, the number of high poverty schools serving primarily black and Latino students more than doubled between 2001 and 2014. <coughs> Studies also show that students of color and those from low-income families are more likely to attend school in temporary, portable, or rundown school buildings, have higher absentee rates, they are less likely to receive effective teaching and more likely to have inexperienced and out-of-field instructors. They often have limited access to coursework required for college, whether it's AP courses or higher level math and science. In California, only 62% of our high schools offer Algebra II. 41% offer Calculus. It's no wonder that fully half of black entrants to the CSU and one-third of Latino entrants into the CSU require at least one developmental or remedial course in mathematics. And it follows from that that the college completion rates for African-American students, Latino students, Native American students, Pacific Islanders lag far behind those of white students. For too many, we continue to put students through a pipeline of broken dreams. This is not the America we want to be, nor is it sustainable for our democracy. It will take you, and nobody else, you, as educators in the vanguard of democracy and civil rights, to construct a different kind of pipeline, a pipeline of promise that extends from cradle to career. What do I mean? As citizens, you can demand high-quality preschool for every child. As teachers, principals, policymakers, and researchers, you can work to turn around low-performing schools. You as school and district leaders can provide your teachers the support and resources they need to lift student outcomes. And you can remedy inequality by placing highly effective teachers with high needs schools and students. And you and the faculty at Davis can increase teacher quality and teacher diversity at the same time. Because today, more than half of our public school students are children of color but only 18% of teachers are. And it will take your efforts as higher education faculty and leaders, aided by resources like the school's new Wheelhouse Center for Community College Leadership and Research, to create pathways for more Americans to secure an affordable, high-quality degree. We need you to develop all of these pieces of the pipeline, and we need you to work together to make sure that those pieces of the pipeline are integrated in ways that make sense for families and communities across our country. And as your careers progress and you continue to develop as leaders, I urge you to make smart, ongoing use of the many opportunities and resources that this great institution offers. The school's many programs, centers, and research efforts are strengthening practice at the local, state, and national level in a remarkable range of areas, from the American Center for Shakespeare in the Classroom to your reading and academic development center uh, that is dedicated to helping improve learning outcomes for California students with autism. 
Now more than ever, the school needs, the country needs schools of education like Davis that strive for relevance, that strive for connection, that strive for innovation and solutions to our field's changing realities. We need schools of education that aren't set apart from the surrounding campus, but that collaborate with departments across the sciences, the social sciences, the arts, and the humanities. We need places where faculty and students are respected in the worlds of academia and research, and at the same time, trusted partners with elected officials, policymakers, and practitioners working to ensure the success of all learners, but particularly the most vulnerable. The UC Davis School of Education is just such a place, and I'm confident that in the years to come, you will return here often, and I am confident that the school will not just stay the course, but will lead the way. The civil rights giant John Lewis said, democracy is not a state, it is an act, and each and every one of us, each generation must do our part to help create a more perfect union. And so it is for us to leave here today committed anew to act. Act to be moral leaders and passionate educators. Act to be innovators for those without power. Act as advocates for excellence and equity. And act to bring, to build a strong democracy that is worthy of our aspirations and worthy of our students' dreams. Congratulations and Godspeed.